0: And I'm Emily.
1: And you're listening to a sprinkle of sugar, a dash of murder, a true crime podcast with an element of baking.
0: And what did you bake this week?
1: So this week um, we are covering Angela Simpson. Yeah. And um, that's all Emily told me. I guess we talked about it last week. You kind of mentioned it very briefly, but I didn't. I didn't make the connection that it was the same woman. Oh yeah. Um. So I was like, okay, Simpson. Okay, The Simpsons, the TV show, <laughs> donuts. <laughs> yes! So I am going to make, I make, I'm making, I'm in the process of making homemade donuts. Um, and we put, I'm just going to put some pink frosting on it with some sprinkles. I feel like that's a classic Simpsons donut. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how they turn out because, um, so they're called light as a feather donuts it's actually, the recipe comes from my grandma. Um, we make them, well, we used before COVID, so I don't know. I <laughs> guess we just missed this year. But usually, every year, my family gets together, and we have a day, it's like in September, where we um, make homemade apple cider Aww. with like an old cider press at my, old, my, at my family's farm. And then we make homemade donuts. Every year, that's what we do. Except I've never really been a part of the, I've only ever fried them. Like, I've never been a part mm-hmm. of the actual making of the dough, letting it rise. Yeah. So, I didn't realize you need a donut cutter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to wing it, and I'll we'll, we'll see how it turns out. Just know, I did not use a donut cutter. Because apparently, that's how you get the donut holes. Yeah. You don't just roll up balls of dough. <laughs> So we'll see how they turn out. They might end up a little flatter, or I honestly don't even know. They're right They're supposed to be rising right now. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like every week we're like, all right, trying something new. But I, I like it. That's what this is for.
1: Well, the Jello. Hey, that turned out really yeah, well. Yeah,
0: the Jello did turn out good. It looked good. It tasted good. And too. the blue raspberry part tasted good.
1: Yes, that's <laughs> that all you was got. the part I got. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was kind of funny because I I didn't know Angela Simpson, and so I was I told my mom that's like what we're doing, and she goes, "Oh, is that you know any connection with O.J. Simpson?" And so <sighs> we were in the impression that it was with O.J. Simpson. I was like, "That's perfect. I'll get orange juice." <laughs> oh, okay. Simpsons. That's horrible. But anyway, no relation. I'm glad glad I looked it up beforehand because that would be embarrassing. (laughs)
0: Uh, uh, To be fair, yeah, I didn't really say anything. Sorry. (laughs) But no, no relation to Simpsons, a TV show or OJ Simpson. This is a different person.
1: (laughs) So anyway, that's what we're working with. Angela Simpson. Here we go. Yes. I'm ready.
0: I actually found an episode about her on this like TV show called Deadly Women, and my mom and I watched it together. And it it's so cheesy. It's like one of those like really like cheesy dramatized versions Mm -hmm. of it. But I still watched it any anyway. And so, if you are interested, there's an episode out there. (laughs) Um, and also this is the first time we're going to be using like audio clips. So, um, I'm gonna save those all for like the end because this interview. Uh, that I'm gonna play, is the interview happens on the day of her sentencing. So, that'll be like towards the end of the story. So, yeah. And it is kind of a lengthy interview, and I'm gonna play like a lot of clips from it, because it's just so interesting, but I'm not gonna play like the whole thing. Okay. So, so this happened in, this case happens in 2009 in Phoenix, Arizona, and it was described by someone working the case as one of the most heinous homicide cases the department has ever seen uh and you know what i i was like i feel like they always say that but then i was like oh wait well they all work in depart different like right. cities <laughs> and departments so exactly. like of course you know they would say that right <laughs> um
1: but those are always the ones where you're like oh what happened yeah i know and then just like those poor i don't even know what what they walked in on but whoever you know what found it
0: yeah I,
1: the ptsd already like mm-hmm. those images don't go out of your mind
0: no uh and this one's a little more graphic warning than i don't know i mean last episode was pretty bad but
1: ah, yeah yeah well but yeah it, i'm like more gory yeah all right, so if you have your squeamish at all, turn it off. Listen to a different one.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Mom. Miss <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Ms. Smelly>. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Angela Simpson, for a little background on her, she um, she lives in Phoenix, and she is a prostitute, I believe. Um, She kind of took it upon herself to be like, the judge and jury of the neighborhood that she lives in so she thinks she's like number one queen of this neighborhood everyone's running under her rules she like runs the streets you know
1: she's her own pimp
0: yes (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) and um she was in and out of foster care as a kid um severed a lot of physical mental and possibly sexual abuse as a kid too so she was kind of raised really rough and tough you know and not like it's sad but yeah she will later say and we'll see she wants absolutely zero sympathy for this background of hers so Interesting. yeah um she has four children of her own and they are all in the custody of her birth mother so I, I, and I didn't find anything else about that, but I thought it was interesting that she herself was in and out of foster care a lot, but somehow her birth mother got custody of her own children, so I'm, like, wondering yeah. what, what was the situation where that happened. Right,
1: like, didn't she kind of have a bad childhood? Like, why is she now in the hands of the woman that was supposed to be raising her?
0: Right, I, I don't get it, and I didn't really find much about it either, so... It's kind of a mystery. Yeah, my right. only guess would be like maybe her birth mom was like, I can't have a kid right now, and like gave her up, and then she was in foster care, and then like she like, I don't know, got better later right. in life or something. Right. I don't like know. Was on
1: her feet again.
0: That's my hope that, kind of that these kids aren't like in a bad situation. But
1: right.
0: Anyway, so Terry Neely is a 46 year old man. Um, Angela is 33 in 2009 when this happens. Um, and Terry lives in an assisted living facility and he's in a wheelchair most of the time. So he could walk sometimes. Yeah. Um, and he left the assisted living facility on August 2nd, 2009, in his motorized wheelchair. Um, so it wasn't like one of those places where you have to live there all the time, you know? Like, they're free to, like, come and go as they please, you know? Um,
1: Yeah, with assisted living homes, there's, like, different um, categories, kind of, where it's, like, okay, assisted living home, but they still need a little bit more nursing care. Yeah. Sometimes they have it where it's, like, half of it is independent living, and then the other half is, like, assisted living. Mm Mm-hmm. So it kind of, it might be something like that.
0: Yeah, I remember, too, because I went on like tours of independent living places Mm -hmm. for like for my grandma with my mom so i was like kind of seeing when i went on tours with her like the difference between those two places right it was interesting
1: they kind of make sure they're taking their meds and that they're okay and someone to keep an eye on them and be close by but also they're independent enough to where they don't they can kind of still do their own thing
0: yeah i think they could like they had like the my or Where we live, there's a mire right next door to the place we went to and like they could like go shopping by themselves and stuff.
1: Okay. So I think actually I interviewed at that place. Oh, did you? Clarendale's? Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) and um didn't get the job. (laughs) 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 Back in the day. No, um, but anyway, they missed out. Um Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, and that's exactly what I was just describing, actually. That's what I had in mind. There's like nursing part to it and mm-hmm. there's like assisted living where you take more it just depends on the resident really yeah and then there's independent more so it's kind of separated
0: yeah so i'm assuming terry neely this guy he was obviously able to come and go mm-hmm. so when he left he ended up being missing for three days after august 2nd police were called to a church on august because the church called and said there's a trash can in our parking lot that's on fire and it's not our trash can we don't know where it came from and obviously they were right to like not go look at it themselves if yeah. there's a mysterious can on fire so they just called the police and the police showed up at this church and they saw charred remains in the trash can um and police were able to identify the body as Terry Neely, this disabled man.
1: Wow. How many days after he disappeared?
0: Um, it's August 5th when they found him. He disappeared August 2nd. So okay. three, days. three days. And they were able to identify him by dental records because obviously he was set on fire. Yeah. Didn't look like a person. I mean, he did, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So they started asking around the neighborhood about Terry Neely. Like, what's with this guy? Does he have enemies? Like, who would do this? It's a mystery. It's just this disabled man. It's unassuming, kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they started hearing that uh, Angela Simpson was associated with Terry Neely. And the two of them were seen doing drugs and meeting around in the neighborhood. And there was even a particular apartment building that was abandoned where they would meat and stuff
1: why 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 is this an association though because she's 33 right is that what right said? uh-huh how uh, old is he again i know he's like he's disabled. 46 okay 46 mm-hmm. okay
0: yeah um they were seen like from from what i could gather it was mostly like they were seen just like exchanging and doing drugs together she was also a prostitute so like stuff oh. like that And, um. I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. And so they weren't, like, friends or anything, really. They were just kind of, like, acquaintances. But people said, when police questioned, people said that the two of them were associated. So. Okay. So then, um, they went to this apartment building that people directed them to to find out maybe he's there. Oh, not there. Duh. He was found in the trash can but maybe angela's there i'll just see myself out
1: no just backtrack so fast get your foot out of your mouth oh my god
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: okay
1: maybe he's there i'm so sorry terry (laughs) you gotta cut it poor terry
0: r.i.p (laughs) oh i can't believe i said
1: that okay okay maybe she's there
0: yeah they're thinking maybe angela's there and so they go and they find bleach in the this is an abandoned apartment so they found bleach there dna it was very messy evidence of the crime was like everywhere Mm -hmm. so they're like okay so it most likely this murder happened here And she like moved him, I guess. And then they found, they found out where she lived and she had been clumsy or sloppy, I guess, because she left his wheelchair outside the door of her own apartment.
1: Uh, (laughs) So like, all right, way to hide it. (laughs) I know.
0: Like, okay. It totally out in the open, not even in her apartment, like outside the door.
1: Yeah, they're walking up, they're like, I wonder if she did it. Yep, yep, there's the wheelchair, definitely her.
0: Yeah. And police were also, they were like, okay, so it's definitely Angela who did this, Pro- you know, probably. Yeah. Um, And she was very easy to track down, because guess what? She was already in jail. Oh, look at that. She, <laughs> she had been arrested, like, the night before, or something, because... She was in jail for an armed robbery in the area. She and a friend, this is probably not his real name, but he goes by Cracker. Oh. Um, She, well, I don't know if they were friends, but they agreed to do this armed robbery together. And they broke into the home of a known sex offender in the area and robbed him and tied him up. And they were like, we'll be back. And they left. And they were, he got free and called the cops and they were caught but she and this man decided they were going to be like this twisted vigilante you know because he was a sex offender and they're like we're gonna clear the streets of all this trash even though like they're committing these crimes too but okay so she was in jail and so was this man cracker and He claimed, he told the police when they started asking questions about Terry Neely that he and Angela killed him together. And Angela, when the police are questioning her, she's like, I don't know why he would tell you that. That is all a lie. It was me. What? (laughs) Yeah, she was like, it was me and me alone. And police and, like, investigators are quickly realizing she is totally totally like loving the spotlight and she doesn't want to share it with anybody and it's just like this with her she she wants the credit and she was like very proudly admitting that she did it you know so it turns out that is true her friend whoever associate was not with her it was just her
1: how the heck did she do this then, where she kills the guy, and then ends? He ends up in a. How does she carry him to the trash can? Like, how does yeah. she do it by herself? This is this is my questions.
0: <laughs> well, it's about to come out. Okay, <laughs> be revealed. Um, so she told investigators she lured Terry into the apartment, um, where they would meet, and she attacked him, and. I'm going to play, like I said, the clips. She's just, she's so candid and straightforward in her manner of speaking. And she's very well spoken and everything. It's so like, it's so bizarre. She just, she doesn't try to sugarcoat anything. She's like, it happened like this. Boom, boom, boom. So she said, she sat him down and beat him with various objects until he was unconscious, including a tire iron. And... She was, like, savage with it. Like, you know how some people have just, like, this strength yeah. in them that's, like, you wouldn't suspect they were that strong. Like, right. that is kind of what it was with her. She left him bound overnight after beating him. And then the next day, she came back. He's uh, he's still alive. And she drove a three-inch nail. She <sighs> hammered it into his forehead. Oh, Gosh. yeah while he was alive oh. and he lived after that too oh my god
1: i don't know how
0: that would like penetrate your brain wouldn't it
1: yeah i guess it's where it where it <sighs> penetrated because people do live with the nail on their head like, yeah they had to get it surgically removed
0: Blech. oh that grosses me out so much and then after she did that leaving the nail in his head she and he's still conscious for all this too she pulled some of his teeth out with pliers like just just to cause him pain for like no reason you know i mean not that there's ever like reasons to like more murder and torture people but like just because she wanted to
1: yeah like there's there's did she have anything against him there's no motive
0: well she doesn't say yet but yeah yeah she does in her mind um and then the next day she comes back again so this torture has lasted for three days now. On the third day, she finally decides, okay, time to kill him for real. She she stabbed him 50 times, strangled him to death. After all that, she had already dropped nail on his head, beat him, everything. She stabs him 50 times, strangles him to death, slit his throat, and then dismembers him. Oh. And like... I'm, you know, it takes a lot to, like, sorry, but saw through somebody's bones and everything. That's a lot of strength in you. And so she removes his legs and arms Mm -hmm. so that he's easier to move.
1: Right. And. I see.
0: Yeah. So she threw the pieces of his body in the trash can and lit it on fire. And I don't know why she chose to leave it in a church parking lot. That, right. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't recall either how close in proximity it was to this apartment building either.
1: Oh, but yeah. Like, how far did she really take yeah. it?
0: Yeah. Not sure, but I don't know. I imagine you probably, I don't know, wouldn't get far, but who knows what people are capable yeah after she has detailed to the police all this information and they know for sure it's her because she just had all the details right and plus they found her dna and everything they were like well what possibly you had met this guy multiple times before what happened what's going on and she believed that terry was a snitch to the police And she said that Terry was bragging to her about, like, oh, yeah, I informed on all these people. I got, like, he's, he thinks he's trying to impress Angela with, like, look at me. I'm, like, cleaning up the streets because, like, they know that Angela's kind of, like, this vigilante herself or she thinks so. Yeah, But she didn't like that because he had snitched on some of her friends and family members. He told the wrong person this information. Oh,
1: gosh. Poor Mm -hmm. Terry.
0: Yeah. And she says he, quote, unquote, told on a righteous person years ago. Doesn't say who that is. I don't know. But she's mad about whoever it is. And so originally it's so weird because her story changes kind of it's straightforward and factual and like she definitely likes to tell it but Mm -hmm. some little details end up like in her interviews getting like fudged a little bit because at first she claimed that she knew these people and that he had snitched on and then later in another interview um in the one that I'm going to play, she says, No, I didn't know any of them personally. I just didn't like the idea that he was snitching on people at all. So huh. I, I don't know. It's strange. She's
1: trying to then not like continue to snitch. <laughs> like, okay, let's see who she's interacting with. And I don't know. Maybe she didn't want to like continue to get people in trouble. Right.
0: Incriminate people. Maybe. Yeah. Not sure. So she admits then that, yeah, he was alive for three days. Mm -hmm. and she had him sit down in front of a mirror so he could watch (gasps) himself be tortured for three days.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. That's so psychologically messed up. I know. And it's so interesting because I just feel like it takes a lot of anger to just be that violent and have Mm -hmm. that much aggression. And okay, I mean, she's angry because he snitched. But then to stab someone 50 times you said yeah i mean i always think when that happens it's like a crime of passion like it's because that's definitely overdoing it i mean yeah i mean i think i think you were fine 25 stabs ago Yeah. Right. and then slitting his throat on top of that mm-hmm. just really shocks after, me after like
0: strangling him
1: oh and yeah and beating strangling him too man. like yeah I just don't, like, that's just so much anger that she had about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's something more personal than, oh, I don't like the idea of him writing out, right. you know, some some people I don't know.
0: Yeah. And it's it's just so weird that, I don't know, like, to me, I think the snitch thing is what did it in her mind, but also I feel like she would have gotten there with somebody at some point anyway, just because she probably wanted to do that, you know? Right.
1: And that's also kind of another thing I'm wondering about, is why would he be... Why now? I mean, she's already 33 years old. I feel like... I mean, she's clearly, like, on the streets and prostitute. She probably has a history of being aggressive with people. Mm-hmm. But to that extent, I wonder if there's more that she's gotten away... But I feel like she... She talks so much, and she brags so much that she would have been singing like saying like, "Oh, Anna did this, The like, I wasn't caught for it, and this yeah, I'm trying to think like maybe there was more that she was guilty of, but
0: yeah, it's I feel like she'd
1: brag about it then
0: it's weird because and again, with her story changing, yeah, she claims she killed other people, oh and then later in her other interviews, she's like, "No, I've never killed anybody else, so I don't know what which is it right yeah and so what with the mirror thing she would she was like repeatedly telling him you I want him to see what he deserves and that's why she kept him alive for so long and made him watch in the mirror she's like he needed to see that he deserved it and like this is what he gets for snitching
1: that's so sad because also on top of that he's disabled and he might like like Mm-hmm. If he's living in an in independent living place, like, he might not even, like, how am I trying to word this? Like, not just disabled, but he might not have the same thought processes and, like, right, he might have some psychological stuff going on of his own, too, like. Yeah. So then just to do that to someone, like, that's disabled mm-hmm. like that is so, ugh, I just feel like it cro- it, that even alone. Yeah. Crosses so many boundaries.
0: And then the really sad thing, I mean, this is all sad, but police looked into these claims that Terry Neely was an informant and turned out to be not true at all. He was lying to impress Angela. He was never an informant. He never snitched on anybody. He thought it would impress her if he said that. And it got him killed. And it wasn't even true.
1: Poor Terry. I know. He's (laughs) just, he's just... Disabled man that was with the wrong crowd and just wanted to yeah. impress the prostitute. It's it's oh,
0: so God. messed up. Like yeah. all it's all messed up, but like can you imagine like dying for like a lie that you told? Like it's not even truth or anything. Like, oh.
1: And he must have come clean like he must have been saying I was lying, like i that I didn't actually snitch, but she probably didn't believe him after that, yeah, yeah, like he was probably sitting there telling her, like trying to you know, it's not like he wanted to be tortured,
0: yeah, and then, in like uh, like interviews and stuff, when people bring it up, like uh, like it's not true or like they hint at it, she's like, well, he told me it is true, like she just completely like it glazes over her brain, like in her head, even though she was told. Like, he's guilty anyway. Right. You know? Like, oh, if he didn't do that, he's guilty for something. Like, she just doesn't care at all. She's very... Like,
1: well, this is his fault because he told me that he did.
0: Exactly. That's exactly her attitude. Jeez. Um, And then she says, I believe informants and child molesters should be killed. Period. Someone in one of these interviews asked her if something was wrong with her. And she laughs and said, I believe there's something wrong with the world we live in, but according to other people, yeah, something is wrong with me. (laughs) Okay, not just according to other people. Like, (laughs) there's something wrong with you. And she's just... She's so cold about everything. And you'll see, like, in the audio clips, like, she just answers everything so coldly. It's so bizarre. The only time, also that angela ever shows like any kind of emotion is when she the interviewers like bring up her kids like what do you what do you think about your kids and like you being in prison and she just she's like i refuse to talk about it i'm not going to talk about it and like you see some emotion on her face but like that is like the only time she ever breaks she pleads guilty on march 29th 2012 And is sentenced to life in prison for first-degree murder, plus 14 years for kidnapping and abandonment of a body. And, so this is a quote from Arizona, Revised Statuses. Um, A defendant who is sentenced to natural life is not eligible for parole, work furlough, work release, or release from confinement on any basis. Wow. So she is...
1: Not In eligible. Arizona,
0: not eligible for any of that.
1: Huh? Yeah, because I was um, thinking. Well, then on top of that, she also had an armed robbery. Like that's yes, put, that's kind of adds some time mm-hmm. too.
0: Yeah. So I am going to start the interview now.
3: Uh, Angela, I've seen previous interviews, and I've with the police, and uh, one of our colleagues talked to you once upon a time. Uh, you're very upfront. Pretty much about talking about this killing right you you murdered this man yes you tortured him of course there is no ambiguity and there is nothing you want us yeah, in court today you said uh, you're not here to pretend to be remorseful
2: of course not why would I do that
3: are you remorseful
2: not at all why why would I be
3: well, I, well why, why did this man deserve to die you you, you claimed he was a snitch well, what I, proof do you have of that
2: he told me he was a snitch. He told you. On many occasions. But that really doesn't matter. Why did you guys want to kill me? Phoenix wanted to kill me. What's the difference? Everybody has a reason to kill. My reason might not be good to you, but your reason wasn't good to me. So
3: um, the incident, can you tell me anything about what happened during those three days while you were
2: at What do this? you mean? I don't know. Uh, it's I late. took him to my house, walked him down the street. I don't know why the media acts like the motherfucker and walk he walked very well walked him upstairs kicked his ass and killed him
1: okay that just doesn't feel real to watch like she just it doesn't even feel like she actually did it because she says it just so quickly and Mm -hmm. like with zero remorse yeah
0: and the way she like her phrasing of things when he's like you tortured him she goes of course like right she's like duh
1: and then that whole part where she's kind of going into it where she's saying that she's not the... Oh, she goes into it when he's asking her why she got... Um, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, okay, here, keep this in. I read the other day that women lose their brain cells when they're pregnant, oh. and that is true. <laughs> I want to get it back.
0: Go into the baby <laughs> or somewhere, I don't um, know. Jilly better be a
1: genius because (laughs) anyway okay let's get back to miss simpson here okay um so what i was saying when they were saying like they kind of asked her why and then he's like but even though you know that he wasn't a snitch. She's like, well, he told me on several occasions. Yeah. And then she goes on this whole tangent about why he, uh, like, well, Arizona, uh, yeah, Arizona Phoenix wanted to kill me. I don't agree with their reason. You literally tortured a disabled literally. How Uh, do you disagree with that, but then you think it's okay to kill a snitch? Like, come on. Yeah. Well, how is that even in a different category or like in your mind? How do you think that someone that, Murder somebody so maliciously. She's like, Well, your reason wasn't good enough. I'm like, uh, Okay. She's like, with that.
0: Oh, and then, All right. oh my gosh, yeah. She's so bizarre.
3: And, and again, you, the, your belief is that he was a snitch because he right. told you. Uh, you claimed that, uh, that other people had been killed in that same part. You had killed other people. Have you killed other no, people?
2: No, I've never killed anyone
3: else so that was something just talk right how do you feel about spending the rest of your life in prison
2: you know I got a lot of family in prison and uh, I'm okay with that I'm okay with that I got many sisters in prison I can't wait to see them it's really not that much of a punishment to be sentenced to spend my life with my family
3: and you you, you don't want to talk about your your past but your lawyer said that you know what they in in sentencing you the judge should bear in mind that you've had a really really tough life
2: I started being hospitalized at 10 years old I have a mental history from 10 years old until present so yeah
3: when you say mental history I mean do you care that anyone feels sorry for you? Do you want anybody... Feel sorry for me. Yeah, you, should, should the people who are watching this say because she had a bad childhood... Of course because not. Because she had has mental illness... Of course not, no. That we should feel some sympathy for no. you. No. You would not have that.
2: I want no sympathy, no.
3: What, then Then do you care what anybody thinks of no. Angela Simpson and what no, you
2: have done? No, I don't.
3: It's uh, again your candor uh, I've interviewed people who have committed murders before and usually they sort of prevaricate or they uh, this or that you're about as direct as it gets
2: right why is that it's only fair I expect you to be the same way
3: okay Uh, do you think that it was fair today it was justice in that courtroom
2: no I don't Why? I should have gotten the death penalty.
3: Do you, did you want the death penalty?
2: No, no. I prefer to spend my life with my sisters, but, uh, yeah, I do believe that would have been justice.
1: I'm so confused. I feel like she just contradicted herself. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like so weird because
0: first she goes, your reason to kill me isn't good. But then she goes, I should have had the death penalty. You judged me wrong I should die for this like it's so weird her the way she thinks you know
1: it's I just like yeah I don't know but usually like with the mental health issues like you can kind of say like okay so I can kind of see their you know their OCDs coming out or their uh, bipolar disorder coming out you know Mm -hmm. like just whatever whatever they're diagnosed with But as far as just like she just has fragmented thoughts like it's just not the it's kind of just whatever pops in her head in that moment is what she's going to say. It's not really actually thought out and I think she answers too quick like so quickly that she doesn't actually even think through exactly what she's saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and it's weird because, like the interviewer in this video says, he's like, most people I've interviewed are not this candor, and they're not so straightforward, they think they don't deserve it, and she's like, I don't I don't care, I, I deserve it, and she's so, like, cold about it, like, she doesn't care, she's like, I don't want any sympathy, and, like, it's true, most people try and play an angle, like, if they had that history of mental illness, they'll be like, oh, it's because I was mentally insane. She's like, no, disregard that in court. Like, it's so different. And then one
1: also, one thing that kind of also annoys me is that she's saying, like, no, I I don't mind spending life in prison. It's actually kind of nice. Like, my family's here. It's kind of like, okay, then I kind of want her to be more punished. Like, I want to go somewhere else then. Don't send her. Like, she should get
0: solitary life. Or maybe she
1: should be sent somewhere where she doesn't know anyone. Right you know, I don't, I think that her, by her saying, like, she, this is a punishment. This is not her being able to hang out with her siblings and just have a chill time. Like, Mm -hmm. hey guys, look who's here.
0: We're all together. Yeah. Like, yeah. If if I were a family member of, like, Terry's watching that, I'd be so pissed. I would
1: too. That she's,
0: like, celebrating being with her family forever. Like, she doesn't care at all.
1: I know, I would try to fight that. I'd try to, like, get her transferred to a different mm-hmm. jail or, I don't know. I mean, and the thing is, like, I wonder how, you know, bad it re- I I don't ever want to go to jail. I don't want to experience it. Right. But I want to know, like, how bad it really is as far as, like, day-to-day living. Like, if you're just chilling, keeping your head low, like... Yeah. I wonder uh, if it's really... Besides, like, just the inconveniences and the general discomfort that you feel like i wonder if it's really even what am i saying like obviously jail is bad i don't want yeah
0: but like would she really like clearly she doesn't think she's going to be bothered at all but that's what yeah that's my point goes on in prison right
1: exactly um and then also i i just think the interviewer is doing a really nice job like because i would have a hard time even thinking of other questions to ask her because Mm -hmm. he because she's so quick and she just is like uh, answers that boom okay next question it's yeah. kind of hard to continue to pry because she kind of just like lays it all out there
0: right like normally i feel like interviewers in this position they have to like you know slowly ease into the big questions and she's just like
1: mm-hmm, i killed him like yeah straightforward and i thought that i liked that he asked her if if uh She thought it was fair. Yeah. Because I didn't even, that question hadn't even crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have thought that she didn't, I mean, she literally had just said that she didn't think it was fair. Yeah. So I thought that question was over and done with. But the fact that he asked it directly, I think is really good, especially if if she does have, like, the mental health issues. It's like, that kind of also gives us an opportunity to, like, okay, this is a direct question that she's now answering. Mm Mm-hmm so then she changed her answer almost yeah pretty much
3: leave him do you think he really was a snitch oops if he
2: wasn't yes i, I believe he was yeah yeah
3: do you, uh, do you have family i do uh yeah. from an adopted family or i have four by... children you have four children
2: i do have four children where are they El mirage
3: what is uh, how they doing, uh, and uh, how is it for you to be separated from? Them?
2: I, I don't want to talk about my children. I can't do that.
3: Yeah. is there Is there a message? Or what is there a bottom line or a lesson to be learned from the story of Angela Simpson? There's a bottom
2: line to everything. But what, would, what is the bottom line to I, this story? Whatever people want it to be. If I... It, it doesn't whatever matter what I, I say. Be,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So,
1: wow.
0: Yeah. So then, uh, that section of the interview is like two, for me, like two very dramatic differences yeah. where... First, he's like, do you believe he was a snitch? She goes, oops, if he wasn't. Like, haha, who cares? Right. And then she, right after that, switches to, like, actually having emotion with her kids.
1: Exactly. It's so weird. She was, like, it was kind of, like, I, I actually laughed when she said, oops, if he didn't. Because I'm, like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Oops. And then, yeah, and it was more of just, like, a, Mm-mm. You know, I don't know. I, I don't, can't even, like, put into words, like, just. The attitude that she has with it, just yeah. like n- nonchalant, doesn't care, whatever. And then as soon as like they start talking, with, he started talking about her kids, then all of a sudden she has emotion and she's speechless mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. She's like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. But she, yeah, she goes, chooses to that. be super open about everything else. So it's it's just like this flipped switch in her brain where you can't tell is she being genuine or is this like a character she's putting on for the media
1: yeah i think that that's really i think that's true i think that she's putting on this like other side where she's this girl that doesn't care Mm -hmm. whatever he's a snitch he's dead blah blah and then all of a sudden he asks about her kids and now we see her true side coming out where she's like I I, you know I messed yeah. up you know but she can't even comment on. She says I don't know to yeah what to take the bottom line of it what to take away from it what's the message you know I think I think if he had asked that even thirty seconds earlier she'd been like snitches get stitches <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind like of she stumbled
0: after the thing about her kids mm-hmm. yeah I think it really threw her off it kind of it like throws a wrench in like this idea that she's trying to portray that she's just like a sociopath no emotion Mm -hmm. you know yeah and so it's hard to tell is she a sociopath and doesn't have any emotion or is she faking it and the end of this interview which i'll play in a little bit like really makes you lean one way or the other in my
1: opinion but yeah it's just bizarre because you think that um yeah when with a sociopath it's like they see the family crying or, like, they they see their own family and they, like, almost have this glazed look, which she basically has majority of the interview. Mm-hmm. But then she, like, breaks just for a moment and you kind of realize she's lost her her uh, momentum. Yeah. Yeah. What – congratulations. Good job on this interviewer. Yeah, very, I think really. he's doing a very nice
0: job. And he's not making her feel like you – are a bad person or anything Mm because like an interviewer you're supposed to be like impartial just ask questions and Mm -hmm. he's doing
1: he's doing it
0: yep so I'm not going to play this part of the interview but I'll just tell you he Mm -hmm. then asks her or she tells him the interviewer that friends of hers snitched on her about Terry and that it was very upsetting that they would do that to her and he said well would you do it to would you do what you did to terry to them because they snitched on you your friends right and she said absolutely not i know them i they're my friends i'm upset but i wouldn't do that so it's like in her head she has her own moral code yeah and she knew terry but apparently she didn't think they were good enough friends to not do that to him yeah it's just like this weird thing she's like idea of a moral code for herself
1: yeah, I don't
3: even. I'm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, help me understand. Uh, for three, you know, I I know uh, the crimes of passion or something, and you know, in in the heat of the moment, uh, but to spend three days driving nails into a guy's head and pulling his teeth out. Right. Why?
2: I found it necessary.
3: Did you find it pleasurable or exciting mm. or was there was this just a just me- necessary necessary. Right. So this was more like a business like uh, proposition you were doing something that you felt need a job that needed to be done.
2: Right. Really? Right. So
0: she just like answers so callously like he's like what's the reason and she's just
1: Need to be done. It had to be done. Like, ugh. I appreciate that he literally asked the same exact question. That's what the one I would ask because I Mm -hmm. I even said the term crime of passion because it seems like it's like that, but then it goes on for three days. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, with her response, I don't even feel like that's – I don't think it's a true response. And that's kind of what makes me think that you're right, what you said earlier about – she probably would have just done this to someone else because mm-hmm. this is something she wanted to do. I think that she just is kind of an aggressive person and yeah, was probably going to kill someone down the line anyway.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I just, I don't really believe she just simply thought it was necessary because you could, if that was your true motive, mm-hmm. you don't have to torture someone for three days. You mm-hmm. did that because you wanted to, because you liked it you know exactly
1: like she i think she got pleasure out of it like
0: yeah not to be like callous myself and cold but like you know if someone saw something that needed to be done like by killing someone like an assassin or something yeah you just you get rid of them fast you don't Mm -hmm. torture them for three days so that what that couldn't possibly be
1: her reason exactly like if she was planning on keeping him alive maybe the torture would be like More understandable, because then Mm -hmm. she's like, see, this is what happens, learn your lesson. But for her to torture him and then kill him, where is he learning his lesson? Because now he's dead. Yeah. You know, and there's no lesson to be learned, because you just tortured him until he died. So now it just makes me think that she's... And then I think he's good to ask her, like, about specific weapons, like, okay, what made you decide to... Drive a nail through his head. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have that kind of ag- aggression and, and feeling like when you feel like it needs to get done, but then there's not that kind of twisted like ideas of what's gonna happen. You know, the like the pleasure from it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd think to go and get a a hammer and a nail and no put in his probably head. Probably not. <laughs> right. <sighs>
3: Because you know, first of all, women generally don't commit crimes this heinous. Right. Uh, you know, this is usually the domain of men. That's
2: unfortunate.
3: You think more women? Oh can- yeah, equal
2: opportunity, definitely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> She's like equal opportunities. Oh, is what race? A, what a feminist! Like, oh, you're doing great work for women these days no. (laughs) If I were the interviewer, I would have started, like, I would have either, my jaw would have fell to the floor or I would have, like, laughed, like, uh, like, in disbelief. Like, I can't believe he kept a straight face through that. Right. Quality. Oh my god, I just can't believe she said that. Because he's right and he's trying to poke that, like, women don't usually have this level of crime, you know. Like, they say poison is the woman's weapon, you know. Uh And she just gives him The smart aleck answer.
1: I was thinking about that earlier, too. Actually, like, from the minute that we were talking about a female murderer, I've been thinking, this is not very common. No. To have a woman that killed someone, especially something so gruesome, that's not a crime of passion, like, where they directly wronged you. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's, like, that's when women kill is when they feel like they've been wronged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's not usually just, like, random like this i just feel like this is yeah. more random even though she says she has a reason i don't i don't buy it too much no um but anyway so <laughs> the I, I, is just it's humorous i'm sorry yeah, it. It. it's terrible to laugh but like you laugh
0: <laughs> kind of like like oh what like uh but now we're bringing
1: in women's rights like (laughs) equality
0: yeah whoa
1: if men can do it so can we lean in ladies (laughs) let's go kill people
0: oh no like
1: no he was actually just trying to say like women are not natural like like not violent for no reason yeah she's like
0: oh that's unfortunate like (laughs) oh my god
1: I yeah I think I would have la- I I think I would have laughed. I'm not good at hiding my reactions. Oh
0: no, me either.
1: So yeah, I probably would have laughed.
3: it. Uh, was there a racial component to it?
2: Oh, there's always a racial component. Okay. And what do you mean by that? I'm not going to elaborate on that at all.
3: Okay, but but the, the fact that you're you're uh, a black woman and he's a white guy that factored into your killing him.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't kill another black individual.
3: Okay. Would you, if you had that moment to live over again?
2: I'd have kept him alive a week.
3: But you would have still tortured him and killed him? Oh, i had have
2: tortured him for a week, yeah, instead of three days, definitely.
3: So your only regret is that the torture didn't go on longer. Right, and I
2: regret not killing my other victim. I should have killed him, too. I just didn't have time. I had to go somewhere. And tell
3: so. me who that other victim was?
2: Joseph Van Tress for the armed robbery. Yeah. I should have killed him, but I had to go.
3: Will you kill again?
2: If the opportunity arises, I hope so.
3: So she says, oh, I
0: wouldn't kill another black person, because Terry Neely is white. Mm-hmm. So she feels this, like, I don't know, camaraderie. And she says, like, uh, like, she brings in that racial component that she didn't previously talk about at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird element yeah
1: i mean i guess that's just kind of racism i don't know i mean other than that yeah. like i i don't know what else but it's interesting that she now decides to bring that up too mm-hmm. i don't even know if that's really even necessary to have brought up you know yeah like why can't you have just left it at he's a snitch
0: Mm-hmm. and now she's saying something else mm-hmm. she's adding to that
1: right like there's a lot of components that play into this killing this innocent man. Honestly, yeah. that no, I she's think not she fully Yeah, in her mind, and so she's like, "No, he's he's a white guy. That's mm-hmm. another reason." Yeah, it's kind of like okay. I mean, sure, but still, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then her saying that she would have tortured him for a whole week. Yes. So she's like, "Oh, I regret that.
0: Darn it! I should have spent more time with him." Like oh my gosh and it's just so messed
1: up i kind of want to know what she had to go do because she was saying like right i would have killed the other guy but i had to go i had yeah to, i had an errand to run and
0: that's like she's talking about the guy in the beginning i said that she got arrested for that armed robbery mm-hmm. guy and like i said they said um we'll be back and they left him tied up and that's when he escaped so clearly mm-hmm. they were planning and she's like i regret that i should have i should have killed him too and because he was a sex offender, and 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 he says the interviewer is like, "Would you kill again?" She's like, "I hope so. If the opportunity arises." I'm like, "What? You're if she could kill him, yeah, yeah." And like in prison, she's saying, "If the opportunity arises in prison, yeah, okay, I'll do it. I hope so." Oh,
1: so he was just talking in general. He wasn't he, saying like... he was
0: saying like in the future.
1: Oh, I thought he was asking her if he would ki- if she would kill the, the guy that she, the sex offender guy, if, if she ever got the opportunity.
0: Yeah. It it was like, um, they were talking about him, but then he, the oh. interviewer's question was, um, would you kill in the future? And that's what she said. Oh. Says. Yeah. So, and the fact, that's another thing where you clearly are not doing this for the single reason you think it's necessary if you're saying you hope you can kill someone in the future and you don't have a reason in your head you just hope the opportunity arises like you're either just saying this to get like attention or like you really believe that you know there's
1: no yeah i think as this interview is going on more and more she's stepping out of the she's definitely like psychopath yeah Behavior, like psychopathic behavior.
0: Yes. Um, so, this last clip is the very end of the interview, and I wanted to play it because when she thinks the cameras are not rolling, she suddenly becomes very different. And but the cameras are rolling, so it's very. She's just totally different.
2: Okay, let's. We're done. Are you done? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Rachel. Good. Dude, that's going to be crazy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be wicked. Make it look good, please. Oh, you're you're going to put this on, too? It's the, well, look, you, you know what? <laughs> Don't put the ending on. Thank you. Thank,
3: thank you. you. Ben, thank honestly best wishes to you. and uh, right.
2: right.
3: Ladies, thank you. Thank you. Very real. I can't. I honestly can't. Tell me
2: again. This guy is incorrigible. Huh? Okay. <laughs>
3: I'm
2: He's here, in core,
0: We're both in core him. Right, That's what right, she's right, right. um, heard- What? Yeah. So all of a sudden she's laughing and she's like, good shit, right? Like, like she knows this is a good interview because she gave him the most cold interview ever. You know? That's what it reads to me. Like she knows it's an act.
1: She was acting that whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, my so God.
0: Just her behavior at the very end when she thinks the cameras aren't rolling really makes you wonder, really kind of pushes the argument towards, yeah, that was an act. She's really not that cold. She's just pretending to be, to right. get attention. Right. I mean... Yeah, and and she goes, make it look good. Like, make the interview look good for me. Like, she loves this attention. She loves it, clearly.
1: I can't, I'm just so shocked by us watching that whole interview, her being so cold and straightforward, and at the very end, she's like, good shit, man. Yeah, like, Like, ha ha ha. What? Like, this was fun.
0: Like, they were, like, acting. She's treating this like an acting job.
1: Exactly
0: it's ah, so she's like
1: she's bizarre it's it's psychopathic and that's why it that shows me even more that she has no remorse no absolutely not
0: like I don't think she's lying like in the interview when he's like are you remorseful she goes no absolutely not like I don't think she's lying about any of that but I think the way she's presenting herself is an act you know oh, yeah and that's why I really wanted to play the interview because obviously she's known for this crime that she's done but she's really gotten more I don't know well known because of these interviews um it is because interesting. of the way she presents herself so.
1: right it is interesting how rare it is to have someone just fully confess in an interview yeah like I don't know if it's like that they convince themselves or maybe a lot of the time I think it's that they don't even realize like in the moment, how gruesome what they're doing is. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they don't want to talk about it in an interview. Like, they don't really want to admit it because they don't want to admit it to themselves at that point. Yeah. Because even, like, Ted Bundy didn't say anything until, um, like, right before he was
0: yeah.
1: going uh, to be executed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's just like, yep, yep, I did it. Uh, this is how I did it. Blah, blah, blah. And wow she's just so straightforward and
1: and then she's like oh don't put that in there yeah and then she's so polite with the police and like and then the police officer the officer goes uh wish you the best or something Mm -hmm. like that like
0: he the interviewer said that oh did he yeah oh my he's like best wishes she's like oh thanks and like he's still trying to be polite you know and like yeah i bet like i feel like when she's gone, out of earshot, earshot, <laughs> earshot, I, I bet he was probably like, what the hell? Yeah. Just like I, that's how I would be, and like, oh my gosh, that is just not something you see every day.
1: No, it's not. It's it's really interesting, just with human behavior.
2: I would, I would really want,
1: I. As the interviewer, as, like, even probably just, they're probably, like, psychiatrists or people that are, like, trying to look into her a little bit more to figure out exactly, like, what what it is. Because it is always interesting to think, who has potential to kill? Yeah. And, I mean, depending on, like, how you grew up in your childhood, a lot of people develop, like, um... Like, a lot of people have horrible childhoods, but then they don't grow up to be killers. So what is it that, like, flips in their brain? Yeah. So with her, I don't even think that we get a good idea of who she is because of the fact that she was just acting mm-hmm. that whole time. Yeah.
0: And a lot of... She brings she brought it up, like, oh, I've been in mental facilities since I was 10 years old. But she's always extremely vague about that stuff. She never really, in multiple interviews, she never really likes to talk about her past. She likes to talk about the crime and her life in prison. She doesn't really want to open up about any of that. So you never really, it's hard to say what's real and what's not to like get that full profile on her, you know?
1: And I kind of want to know what her schooling is. If she had a college education or just, or high school, um... She, does, she just does speak intelligently. Yeah, she, she does. Even using the word incorrigible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I've ever used that word in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a college education. I mean, to each zone. own. That sounds too right. to say. <laughs> <But> mastication.
0: I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I pulled that up that fancy Mastication.
1: So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's it is interesting because when you describe this woman, you think of her as just being like speaking like a gangster almost. Like when I said earlier, like she's real pimp. Yeah. I picture her as like talking like a pimp would, you know. Uh huh. Um, but she but she speaks, doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Very, I, I yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. So.
0: That is Angela Simpson. She's uh, still in prison, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, With
1: her sisters.
0: Yeah. She later also, in another interview, says, um, by sisters, she means, like, friends.
1: Yeah, I figured that. That's kind of how I took it as.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I hope she's not sitting too pretty in
1: Right. Prison, you know, like hope that she's at least learning a little bit of her lesson. I mean, you can't see your kids, I guess, whenever you want. So that's yeah, that's one punishment. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, all right. Well, this was an interesting one, Emily. This yeah. was crazy. I mean, she's just—I can't even wrap my mind around how what's what's wrong with her. <laughs> that's all I can say. I don't even know. Yeah. But anyway. You want to go uh, fry some donuts? Yes. Ruin my kitchen with some fr- oil? Yep. That's what I'm uh, looking least forward to. <laughs> the cleanup. But, oh well. I'll, yeah, we'll post pictures. If the donuts don't turn out, then I strongly recommend getting a donut cutter. Because clearly, that's what I did wrong. <laughs> so anyway, I bet they'll still taste good. Let's go try yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. That was a very interesting murder. And um, on that note... I'm Casey. And I'm Emily. And you just heard a sprinkle of sugar, a dash of murder.